Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day, Cephalon Collective, and welcome to episode 91 of Cephalon Squared. I'm your host, Cephalon Greg. I'm joined, as I am, every single damned week by Cephalon Lucas, and God, I love him. How you doing? I'm fantastic. 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 Fran, I was probably going to say something else, but it just kind of got muddled up in words and came out Fran. Fantastic. That's a word now. Fair enough. Is Everyone that like Fran Drescher? Sure. We'll, we'll Remember the nanny there. from the 90s? Oh, yeah. That, that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> or something like oh, God. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to all. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, he lies. <laughs> we should probably move right on into the weather, weather cast. What do we call it? Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Alright, so here in the little city of Ipswich, it is currently 23 degrees Celsius with a 45% humidity. I have not really been feeling the heat thanks to my new industrial grade fan. It's awesome. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, you should be. I've got it turned off right now because it's stupid loud <laughs> and you would not be able to hear me. <laughs> I think you need to share a photo in Discord as well. I think I will. Put pants on. <laughs> Please. But I want to see your hair blowing majestically in the wind like a wizard. <laughs> well, we'll see if that happens because I did cut my hair like a couple months ago. So Disapp- uh... Disappointed! <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Down here in Melbourne town, uh, so for those that are Fahrenheit users and who don't understand the boiling temperature of water, that was 74 (laughs) degrees Fahrenheit. In Melbourne town, it's only 16 degrees Celsius, which as you know, because that's relatively close to the freezing point of water, it's cold-ish. That's 61 (laughs) degrees Fahrenheit, 59% humidity. I'm sorry for picking on you Fahrenheit users, you know I love you. He's not really sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of chilly down here, which is good. I, I prefer it to be chilly most of the time. I also do love the hot weather, but only when I'm like at the beach or something. Otherwise, yeah, give me cold. Keeping it cold. Keeping it and chill. that was the weather. Yay. What'd you get up to this week? I know you're having computer problems. Did uh, you get up to anything? I, I, I tried a little bit. It's It's been a pain in the ass, but I've, I've man- managed to get a little bit of war farming down. Nice. Playing around with good old Titania Prime and coming out with some weird, wacky uh, builds for her. So that is awesome and good fun. Nice. So just, just trying a few different things and trying different themes and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's been good fun. Very nice. As we will get into in the news... The Scarlet Spear update dropped on PS4, so I did jump on there to do a couple of things. And we will talk about a couple of a couple of little little things at some point that I will go into later. But I haven't played much Warframe, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. But um, to be honest, I haven't played m- much at all this week. I've been doing a lot of watching wrestling. so i've been watching a lot of aew and catching up on the new japan pro wrestling which is friggin awesome i don't know whatever it's it's fun we've all got our hobbies so yeah not much in isolation so much time so little time all at the same time 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a this is an interesting episode. It's a little bit different. So basically, we've noticed, and a lot of people in our Discord have noticed, and I've noticed in a lot of chats in Facebook groups and things like that that there is a fair bit of negativity at the moment around Warframe. There's a lot of negativity from a lot of YouTubers on YouTube, obviously. There's a lot of negativity going around Facebook, people disliking Scarlet Spear for whatever reason, etc., etc. And we, as a podcast, as much as we do recognize the faults that the game has, we also sometimes think it's pretty healthy to take a sit back and go, hey, let's remember that the game's also pretty good as well. So this is the positivity episode. Um, and we're going to have a discussion about what we think is great about Warframe. And of course, we've got our beginner and advanced topics as well. So please join us in a little bit of positivity once in a while. Yes, criticism is justified, but criticism at the right time at the right place is the way it should be in our opinion. Let's crack on into the news. Isolation is a pain in the ass. Um, it depends on how isolated you are. Me, I have a family with two kids. We go out very often and I always go out for work. And now suddenly we're all stuck in all the time. Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. Kids are going nuts. Uh, people are dying all around the world. People are getting sick. We don't know how long this is going to go for or when it's going to end. So uh, we're all in the same situation and it does suck. But we, Lucas and I, do want to say thank you to all the essential workers and healthcare workers that are out there because they're keeping the world running at the moment. If you work, for example, at a grocery store, we salute you. Um, I went to a grocery store the other day and I heard a lady swearing and having a massive argument with her manager. And the poor woman must have just been burnt out. She's, I heard her yelling that she'd worked something like 100 hours that week. And I just thought, Oof. wow, there are people out there who are working their absolute asses off while I'm just sitting at home. Uh, I'm still working hard, but... You know, these people are probably also being abused by people for not being able to get toilet paper and things like that. So, yeah, thanks to those people and to all the people in the hospitals, etc. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts out there at the moment. So massive thank you to all of those people. Uh, also looking at chemists. I actually had to go down to the chemist warehouse the other day. Um, and upon walking through the front door, there was a, a lady standing there wearing a face mask and gloves and had a... Um, a digital thermometer and was checking people's temperatures as they came in wow. to turn away anyone at the door who had signs of fever. Shit's getting serious. Yeah, it absolutely is. So um, we hope everyone out there is happy and good. And if thing if times are difficult, we at least hope that you get some respite from our podcast. That's the best we can do for you, I guess. But uh, try and stay positive, people. That's why we got the positivity episode. Yay! Positivity! Woo! Smiling, shiny teeth. <laughs> Shiny happy people. <laughs> it's usually me that does embarrassing things, Lucas. I'm glad it's it was a happy you. positive episode. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Did you want to kick off the first All DE right. news piece? Okay. So, first piece of DE Warframe news we have the Scavenger Booster Pack, which is now available via Twitch Prime. It contains a seven day resource. Drop chance booster and a resource booster. Fan freaking tastic. If you've got your Twitch Prime active, make sure you get your hands on that. And if you don't, well, try and at least get the free trial so you can try and claim that that way. Indeed. The resource drop chance booster is one that, that people don't often get. And I think it's one people should get because it's good, it's useful, and it affects your whole team. Yes. <laughs> useful. 
All right, next up, it's of course Easter, and that's something we didn't really mention up front. If you do celebrate, happy Easter. Happy Easter. If you don't, happy, happy Sunday, Sunday. Or whatever day it is for you. <laughs> yeah, so the festive bunny stuff is back. I forgot what they call it. Do they just call it festive kit or bunny? I actually I have no remember. idea. I never really pay attention. Never paid attention. Spring. Anyway, the bunny is back. The ephemera is back, which drops little eggs behind you and is absolutely adorable. And the color palette is back. So, of course, keep in mind, palette, palette, palette keep palette. in mind that the um, ephemera and the bunny ears will disappear in a few days once they're removed from the market. But the color palette is yours for keeps. So, does the, the ephemera not stay around? You don't get to keep the ephemera. You, I, I don't think you can I use believe it. You, I believe you had to keep, keep the ephemera. You get to keep it, but I'm pretty sure you can't use it. So once mm. Easter comes back, it will be in your thing. I don't know mm. for sure. Maybe mm. I just didn't use it since last year. Suspicious. I can't remember. Someone test it and tell us, because it's- Well, not- <laughs> wait till Easter's over and test. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> can't test now. I'm smiling. Smiles. Smiles. Okay. Scarlet Spear is now live on all platforms. Woo! Indeed, and because our glyph was linked to the Scarlet Spear update, and that's going to make it really easy for us to remember when our glyph came out, Scarlet Spear, it's now available on all platforms. We've started giving it out. I'm just trying to manage the codes that we've got. I don't know how to give it out efficiently and know who we're giving it to. I may just give it to all comers, anyone who asks. Come one, come all, receive a glyph. It's probably how it's going to be, because why not? They're free for us. They should be free for all. But we just don't want to give them away to people who don't give back to the community. We, Yeah, so I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. Maybe free for all. Maybe not. Lucas and I are going to have to (laughs) junkin' over it. We'll we'll work something out. It'll it'll be fine. It'll be grand. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Ah, I was next, wasn't I? Yep. The spring featured Dogest. Dogest? Dogest. Spring featured Dogest. I'm finished. <laughs> the, the spring featured dojo contest is live. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how to participate. It is basically a forum page that explains everything you need to do to enter your dojo as a s- featured dojo on every platform. Yes. Yeah, so enter the dojest. Enter the dojest. It's going to go down like friggin' a episode. <laughs> Remember the Ele- episode? episode? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old episode 11. People still bring that up every <laughs> once in a while. The episode. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Well, next up we have Warframe it is a part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Perks program. If you're an Ultimate subscriber, you can get Warframe Starter Pack for free. Yay! That's free good, stuff. I think it's like 30 bucks worth. Yeah, yeah, it is. It comes with the Pyrocyne Dana, a glyph, and a whole heap of other goodies. Mm. 30 bucks Australian, that's probably 20 bucks US, or 15. Yeah. yeah. Or five bloody Australian tax. <laughs> anyway, that's it for DE News. This bit of Cephalon Squared news is something we mentioned last week. But we're going to mention it again because it's still going. It's a Titania Prime Access giveaway, which is currently running until midday on Saturday the 18th, I think it is. 
Let me make sure. Saturday the 18th, Saturday yep, the correct. 18th, yep. And that is Australian Eastern Standard Time, midday. That's when it ends. And that's just so that we can announce the winner on next, next week's, week's episode. episode, which is episode 92. So make sure you go to Facebook, Twitter, or Discord to find the instructions for how to order. Uh, order? Enter. Order. <laughs> <laughs> order your entry into Titania Prime Access Giveaway. Mm-hmm. And then enter the digest. <laughs> I should just give up. I think I'm done. <laughs> done with the world. Go sleep in my uh, coffin again. It's anyway. It's all good. And, well, finally, the final piece of news from us at Cephalon Squared is a, an apology a bunch to of everyone. A bunch of apologies. <laughs> uh, because we ended up missing the lore cast last week and, it, and uh, also the lack of streams um, due to technical difficulties. <sighs> so the streams, yeah, the streams was, was technical dif- difficulties. The um, the law cast was mental mental difficulties, really. Yes, I ha- my work has, although I'm not really technically an essential worker, although I do work in IT, and IT is kind of essential at the moment, so maybe it is. My work's been really busy, and it's been absolutely nuts. Usually, I have time during the week to take notes for the law cast. I just didn't have any time. And I was sort of burnt out from work. So I just couldn't, couldn't do it. So that's, that's my apologies for missing the lore cast. We will catch up to it. I don't think we're going to do it until maybe the next five episodes. Lucas and I will have a chat about it. Maybe we'll be able to squeeze one out, but apologies for that. And the, the lack of streams, we are trying to fix the technical issues, but it's not as simple as we were hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Sozzies. Sozzies. Okie dokie, now on to our discussion. So as I mentioned at the start of this episode, this is the positivity episode and we're going to talk about what's great about Warframe because yes, there's some things wrong with it at the moment, but let's not forget that the majority of things we're complaining about, a lot of the the Warframe streamers are complaining because they've got 4,000 hours in the game and they're dissatisfied. A lot of long-term players are complaining about Scarlet Spear because they have a lot of hours in the game, say 500 plus, 1000 plus, whatever it may be, and they're dissatisfied with Scarlet Spear. But the reality is a lot of people don't have that many hours, and even if you do, let's think about that fact. You've played Warframe for more than 500 hours, more than 1000 hours, more than 4000 hours. In fact, you're still playing Warframe. And you're still playing Warframe. Exactly. So there's got to be something good about it. There's got to be something you love about it. So that's what we thought we thought we'd talk about today. Let's try to remember what it was that we love about Warframe. So Lucas, cast your mind back. Casting all the way back. How many times did you play Warframe before you finally before it clicked? Twice. 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 Tell your story. So, so the first time I played, I, I found this game free to play, and it looked better than any other free to play game had ever looked, which isn't very hard. <laughs> 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 so I jumped in, gave it a shot, and the, the concept, the general concept of space ninjas, is what caught me originally. You know, you've got the guns and the melee weapons, and it's acrobatic like superpowers it appeals to just about everyone it's it's got everything that appeals to kind of all the different like 
types of, of, of gamer out there. And all of that combined really appealed to me. So I jumped in, I played it. And at first, because I didn't know what I was doing, it's, you know, the general thing, people don't know what they're doing. People don't know what to expect. People don't know anything realistically about the game, the direction or anything. Then they kind of just drop off. Two months later, I thought, stuff it, let's go back. Let's, let's have another shot at it. I, I enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed it. So why not, why don't I jump in and try to enjoy it again? This time around though, I had a couple of friends with me and you know, we played together and we got our, our first, um, frames outside of the starters and of course I went Loki because I like being trickster and trolls are, are fun and for long for a, for a period of time we had a great time just mucking around killing things doing as you normally would still not seeing any direction my friends ended up dropping off and eventually so did I uh, and then when I came back it was because I actually started to look look into what made the game the game and looking at the direction Warframe that went uh, decided it wanted to go in, and I started to actually invest in in what Warframe wanted to be, and what that is is a, an ever expanding universe, and that's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what dragged me into the game. You know, you, at first you look at it and it just seems like a a hollow shell of just hack and slash gameplay, but then you peel back those layers and you see that there's actually a depth to this game. And once you take a step into that depth, it swallows you whole and you are stuck and trapped in there. Absolutely. And that was a long story. <laughs> it, it, it was. <laughs> but it was good. And it's funny because it's really the same thing for me. I tried three times. Well, I tried two times and failed to get into Warframe. And the third time is when I finally stuck. And that was when I understood the depth and i think that's really when people come to love warframe and you it's you have to understand it too not that you have to understand that it is deep because i think that's what turns a lot of people away but when you understand the depth and you understand the way that the depth works that's when my mind was blown and it, specifically for me and probably for the majority of places places people in regards to mods when I was first playing, I had no idea what mods were doing and everything was just confusing me and it was pissing me off. But eventually, when I was modding my weapons and I started to realize that regardless of what weapon I had, I could put a mod on it and completely change it and every change was noticeable. Even in the early part of the game, when you put on... And, you know, when we start the game, we put on ridiculous mods because we don't know how it works and we don't have many good mods. But when you put on something like uh, something that simply increases your fire rate, you notice the increase of your fire rate. When you put on Ooh, a mod yeah. that makes you reload faster, you notice reloading faster. There's so many other games that I've played out there, <coughs> Destiny, that have <laughs> mods built into them. And when you put a mod on, Half the time you can hardly even notice the effect of the mod. And I'm yeah. sure there is an effect of the mod, but it's mostly not noticeable. In Warframe, it's incredibly noticeable. Yep. And that's when my mind exploded. And that's when I realized there's hundreds of weapons in this game, hundreds of Warf, not hundreds, tens of Warframes. <laughs> the time I think there was about 25. And that's when my mind exploded. 
I think we just told the same story. Pretty much. In pretty different much. ways. Yeah. I mean, so looking at looking at the, the early side of things, when you, when you do begin to get invested in it, there's a number of different things that kind of collate together and and form that that depth that drags you in. You've got, of course, the mods, as Greg was talking about, but after you reach a certain point, you start seeing that there is actually a story going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's about 50 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 50 plus hours. It's like, wait, Warframe has a story? <laughs> yeah. And another thing I think that, because like you said, as you continue to play, you go through phases. At first, I was I did I wasn't that impressed by the gunplay, because let's face it, we mentioned De- <laughs> Destiny be- before. Mark one Bratton. Yeah, <laughs> we mentioned <laughs> Destiny before. Destiny's gunplay is fantastic. It's really second to none. Depends on what your play style is and what you like, but Destiny is really fun, and I loved that game. So going from Destiny to Warframe, it's so different, and especially when you have to start the game with either the Mark One Bratton or the Mark One Paris. <laughs> the comparison is poor, very, very poor. Oh, so horrible. But that's the point. When, as I kept playing, when I got the Fuck, I can't even remember the name of the weapon. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Boltor. Oh, Boltor. When I got the Boltor, and, you know, I used to watch, to be honest, there was a Destiny YouTuber that got me onto Warframe. Tefty. Tefty. <laughs> Tefty is the one who got me onto Warframe because he, he suddenly got addicted and he started to talk about why he got addicted. And he used to say, oh, you've got to get the Boltor, and then you've got to get the heck, and then you've got to do this. Because I, I followed a lot of Destiny stuff back then, so I listened to him and I started to absorb that. So I got the Boltor, and I had fun pinning people to walls, which you can do with the Paris. Let's not, let's not deny that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And I found that the Boltor was a massive improvement, of course, on top of the Mark I Bratton. Anything is a massive improvement on top of that. <laughs> then I got the heck when I hit Mastery Rank 4, and the whole game changed for me. Absolutely changed for me. How long did I use the heck for, Lucas? Too bloody long. <laughs> Too bloody long. You're right. I was in love with heck and Vacor heck, but I, I preferred the base heck for friggin' ages. And that's another thing about the game. You learn there are so many different weapons and each weapon has its own identity. And that's another thing I loved about Warframe. Yeah, like even even the um, faction variants have such a huge difference from their normal counterparts, including even the primes. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, you look at any uh, any variation of a weapon, and they don't function anywhere near the same. They function completely different. The only ones that do are the Mark yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. But they they are that for a reason, and the Mark Ones are there are meant to be there for training purposes. Really, I think that's outdated now. But Definitely, <laughs> it's a positivity cast, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the weapons in the game are brilliant. They're not perfect. They're not the the best weapons in any game, but they're pretty damn good. And there's friggin' five hundred of them, or whatever there is now. I'm not going to count them. <laughs> <laughs> count them. Count them. On your fingers and toes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I only get to 20. Say out their names. <laughs> <laughs> I only get to 21. How'd you get to 21? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's the weapons. And then there's the Warframes. And the Warframes <sighs> themselves, 
This was another thing that I liked about it. I, what I disliked about Destiny again, and I'm not here to pick on Destiny. I do love Destiny. But one of the things I disliked about Destiny was I had to have three different characters. And if I wanted to unlock something on a different character, then I had to actually grind through that same thing on that other character. So if I wanted to have a Warlock, a Titan, and a Hunter at max light level, which is, it's all Destiny talk. If you don't play Destiny, you're not going to understand, but it basically means at the max power. If I wanted to have each of those, I had to grind each one individually. And that was a pain in the ass. And you kind of have to do that for Warframe. But really all you have to do is grind the individual level. So you grind it up to level 30, which doesn't take that long. Experienced players will know that that only takes half an hour if you've got the the boosters and um, you jump into Hydron or Helene or wherever you want to go. Mm. Yeah. You can just change your character on a whim. Yep. And that's another thing I love about it. And all you need to have are the mods. I don't think there's any other game that's really like Warframe. No, no, there's not. I mean, of course, you've got your your uh, MOBAs, um, like League of Legends or Smite mm-hmm. or, you know, any of those kind of games, but no actual story-based, mission-driven game that has interchangeable uh, characters. And another thing that makes them great is that each one has its own personality despite being a frame of war mm. and you can you can customize those personalities even further with the use of cosmetics and stances and you can really personalize your your playstyle and characters through the customizations and yeah it's 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 amazing cosmetics in warframe are brilliant they're not perfect again it's a little bit outdated and i know we did talk about um ah oh, anthem anthem I know we did talk about Anthem last week or the week before uh, in regards to how awesome the customization is there. And that, in my opinion, is a a perfect next step for Warframe to consider taking DE. Warframe's customization is amazing. You can change the colors and you can do all sorts of different things. And that's another thing that absolutely drew me in. You can put your own stamp on the character, not only in terms of how you play it, but also how it looks. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And to to further the the uh, the good word of Warframe's fashion, the Tenogen system, yes. DE actually rewards people for designing in-game items for people to purchase and and use on on their frames. And that's what what other what other game can you think of that does anything remotely like that? I'm pretty sure there are others, but. They like I think Roblox, <laughs> Roblox, <laughs> Animal Crossing, you can share stuff, but nobody gets rewarded for it. Yeah, so yeah. you know that's that's exactly it. Um, there's a lot that can be said about um, the customization options and also the community aspects. Yeah, the fact is, Warframe is one of the only developers that I know, or one of very few developers that I know of, that has done a dev stream on a fairly regular basis since the game started. And in every dev stream, they acknowledge certain complaints, criticisms, and praise of the game. And this happens every few weeks. Uh, I think that's fairly noble. It's not perfect. 
Uh, not everything gets addressed, which, you know, is part of the reason why people get upset. But it's really unheard of. They're very, very switched into the community. Yeah. So they're, they're very, they are community driven. They, you know, you can't, you can't fix everything overnight. So no. when, when people say that, that DE don't listen to the community, they're talking out of their ass. DE does listen and DE does what they can when they can. With how times are right now, it's hard for them to do really anything, but they still do stuff. They still work to better the game. They still work to better the the thing that we've all fallen in love with. And people need to realize that any change to the game is much larger than people think. So some people think it's just as easy as clicking a button, and it's absolutely not. It's got to be coded in. It's got to make you've got to make sure that it's not going to conflict with anything else that's hard coded into the game. So when there are suggestions that come from players, they need to be prioritized. And as important as something you might think is that hasn't been fixed from two years ago, it may not be very high on DE's list because either it'll have way too much of an impact on the game and will take too much coding time for them to fix it, or it's just not as bad as people think it is. So it can be a difficult thing. There are a lot of things that are outstanding that people have criticized for a long, long time, and definitely they would improve the game. But I think it is important to sit back and go, you know what, this at its base is an amazing game. Before you even start to get really, really critical of the game, you probably need to knock off a good 500 hours. Yep. Yep. And I, I think I was all glowing praise for at least five to seven hundred hours of playtime of Warframe. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely easy. In fact, I actually remember um, one of one of uh, one of the guys we used to play with, you know, prior to starting up the podcast. Semi. Yeah, Semi Rex. Semi Rex. Um, he actually said to us when we just when we started up the, the podcast that. Our, our our views on the game are overbearingly positive, and we need to we we need to have more of a um, a balanced view on the game. So we need to understand that there are are things wrong with it, you know. And that that's exactly what we've we've done over the the course of nearly two years now. But we've always maintained that that positive aspect that we do love this game. Mm. We don't see it through rose colored glasses anymore. But we still love this game at its base and core, and that's that's what's important. And I think part of the problem with the negativity is it starts to build up conspiracy theories, is what I'll call them, in people's minds. And they start to say things like, DE hates the players, or DE is deliberately making the game this way so that X, or DE is trying to force people to buy something, or trying to do... and. The reality is, is dying. Yeah. The reality <laughs> is none of that's true. D has been for the last seven years and will continue for as long as they can to make the absolute best game they can. That's the only logical sense. Who in their right mind is going to spend time, resources, and money making a bad game? Absolutely nobody. Everybody that works on the team loves Warframe as much as, if not more than, the majority of 
the community at large, and they're doing their absolute best to make the best game. And I think people need to be supportive of them because mental health is at stake, and these are real people. Can, can I can I just quickly go back and, and answer your question about who would pay time and resources to make a bad game? Uh oh, here we go. Who? Bethesda. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 See, there you go. That was what we call a funny joke, people. <laughs> I love Skyrim. Don't say a bad thing about Bethesda. <laughs> but yeah, Fallout seventy six. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's be honest. Do you really think that they deliberately made a bad game? Yes. <laughs> I think they deliberately tried to make a good game and rushed it out and, the door. <laughs> and failed miserably. It's a good game Just, now, apparently. Apparently. So is so Anthem, apparently. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. They they do fail sometimes. Their ideas don't necessarily work in the real world. And it's the same with DE. Their ideas don't necessarily work in the real world. But for the most part, DE gets it fairly right, in my opinion. Yep. Scarlet Spear is not as amazing. And this is what I was getting to before the news. I haven't played a lot of Scarlet Spear. Not really because it's a bad game mode or because of all the bugs and all the things that I've seen people complaining about on Facebook. Because it's not that bad. It's not a bad game mode. It's quite enjoyable. Uh, it is a bit silly, some of the things it forces you to do, but whatever. It has some great rewards just like Plague Star, but I've come to an issue and it's a cross-save issue. The issue is the cross-save doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I am now at a point, and I think Lucas has done better than I have because he has built his PC account to be fairly good. I'm now at a point where my PC account is not great. My PS4 account is great and I have to choose where I want to play and I don't know what to do. I'm kind of stuck and I'm stuck because crossplay doesn't exist. If crossplay did exist, sorry, not crossplay, cross save. If cross save did exist and I could play wherever I wanted at any time with all of my cool stuff on any platform, I would more happily play. But at the moment on PC, I'm the guy dragging the team down and it frustrates me. If I play on PS4, our clan's dead. Yeah. Let's not, let's not be, let's be clear. The community Cephalon Squared clan run by Mothhop is Far from dead. Very, very active. But I don't know a lot of people there. I know Mothop, I know Diablo, I know a few of the guys. I can't say I don't. But the reality is, when I get on, I kind of feel like I'm just playing Warframe on my own. Maybe that's my own fault for not asking for help. But I'm torn. Do I think Scarlet Spear is bad? No. It's not great. It's not perfect. But it's pretty good. I like it. It's enjoyable. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I have to, as a as a Warframe creator, because that's what we are, I have to separate the amount of time I've put into the game and my own personal feelings about different aspects of the game when I criticize. Because I need to look at it from multiple perspectives. We have listeners who are brand new, and they don't want to listen to me bitch about the game. But at the same time, we have listeners who are more experienced than Lucas and I are, and they don't want to hear us praise DE constantly for everything they do. So it's a tough balance. I think what we do well, shoot me down if I'm wrong, but I think what we do well is we do sort of skirt the line. Sometimes we are overly positive. Sometimes we are a little more heavily critical. 
someone told me recently that we have sort of sounded more critical of the game in more recent episodes, which is why we decided to be a bit more positive today. But we want to have a positive society, society, community. We want to have a positive community that understands that we're all just people in the end. We all just love a game. And you know what? If you are so pissed off about Warframe, stop playing. Why are you still playing? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, why are you still listening? Great games too. <laughs> Division 2 is a really great game. Lots of hours you can put into that. Destiny 2, lots of hours you can put into that. Plenty of good games. Plenty. You don't have it, to is, it is very difficult to have a game running for seven seven years plus and have it maintain such a high quota um, of content and and respect from the community. Mm. And to be honest, DE has done a fantastic job doing this with a free-to-play game that makes quite a large portion of AAA games look horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, kudos to DE. Like, they've, they've done something right. The game... The game has done something right and has dragged people in and still keeps them there. Mm -hmm. We're good examples. We're still here. Exactly. Um. (laughs) It absolutely makes me smile every time I jump on Reddit and I see that new player post that happens every couple of days, it almost feels like. I just started Warframe and let me just say this game is amazing and I am absolutely in love with it and I've played 10 hours a day for the last three weeks, you know. That stuff still happens regardless of how negative you are about one aspect of the game. Yep. I think that's really important. It's important to take uh, the good with the bad and to know and to keep real about things. Yep. So, yeah, we still love Warframe. We don't play it as much as we used to. Fuck, how many hours did we play back in the day, Lucas? Um... It was a full-time yeah. job, a second it, full-time it, it job. Was, it was pretty much a full-time job for us back then. Yeah, um, um, we definitely don't play that much anymore. But I, th- I think I think being being a, a uh, content creators for it has kind of cut our hours back for it. <laughs> Which is funny because most like YouTubers or or Twitch streamers is the opposite. Yep, because they have <laughs> to be seen playing the game. Whereas for us, all we need to do is talk about it and to understand we probably have to understand some deep deep, deeper aspects of things and have a bit of a think about things so that we can discuss it in detail do we need to absolutely have an eight former brand new warframe the day after it comes out no no we need to have a hundred former in that frame the day (laughs) it comes out but we need to have at least played it so that we can talk (laughs) about it on the next podcast and we need to have played it more than just one or two levels we need to max it and have a fully modded uh, Warframe. Absolutely we do in order to be able to talk about it on the podcast. But yeah. it doesn't mean we need to play 40 hours a week like we used to. Yeah. Anyway, that was a long discussion, but it felt good. It was really good to be positive about Warframe again. I felt high energy. How did you feel, Lucas? You pumped? Feeling high energy. I'm feeling Ooh. pumped. Yeah. Warframe is a great game at Hell its man. core. We love it. If you're listening to this podcast, then there's still something about Warframe that you love. So stop looking at the negativity and look at what makes you want to play Warframe. What made you play Warframe to begin with and what's keeping you there? Preach, Remember the good times. Remember the good times. Woo, hallelujah. And on that note, that brings us to our beginner and advanced topics. And this week, given 
the positivity topic. I've decided to do something a little bit different for the beginner topic and talk about how do you provide appropriate feedback to DE. So if you have something that's absolutely burning that you think you need to tell DE that you think needs to be fixed, whether it's a bug, whether it's a problem with the the way the game plays, or whether you've got a solution to make something you think is better, reaching out to them on Twitter on a public tweet saying, your game is shit, fix your stuff, and attaching a screenshot of something broken is not the right way. Will it get attention from DE? Sometimes. Sometimes it'll be ignored. Probably most of the time it'll be ignored. That said, DE has a lot of employees that do monitor Twitter and often do respond to people, uh, especially if it's something that they can directly acknowledge. So, you know, I've seen Scott, Steve, Reb. I've seen a few people reach out to people and answer different questions and complaints directly on Twitter where they can but sometimes they just can't. And sometimes they'll look at something and just think that's just rude. So if you wouldn't say something to someone's face like that, don't do it via Twitter or Facebook. The problem with the internet is the anonymity. That word's a hard (laughs) word to say, especially when you've got a wine under your belt. (laughs) We've all got to remember, like I said, we're up, we're people, they're people. Let's deal with them in the, the right way. And especially if you want what you're complaining about to actually be fixed, do it the right way. Now, there is a process for submitting feedback. Maybe uh, DE doesn't advertise this as well as they should, but it's pretty simple. It is the forums. So the forums are, of course, a way to talk about Warframe, fan chat about Warframe, just go absolute nuts and talk about different cool things and uh, envision different future Warframes and things like that. But it's also a place to report bugs and provide feedback. So there's actually two separate sections of the forums that deal with those individually. One of them is called Bug Reports, funnily enough. Now, this section is split per platform. So you can complain or you can report a bug on the PC or PS4 or whatever it is that you play on. And it's further subdivided by different aspects of what you might be reporting. So there's matchmaking, there's missions, art and animation, sound, performance, user interface, and localization. So if your bug report fits into any one of those, choose the specific forum, go in there, report your bug. It'll be dealt with, and most likely it'll be responded to by DE. The other major section that's in there is, of course, a feedback section. This is just split by a number of different larger areas that you can provide feedback on. So there's a general feedback that you can provide, and that includes the Warframe app. You can provide feedback on Warframes, weapons, art, animation, and UI. So that's all in one section. Sound, missions or levels, and the Conclave. So depending on what your feedback is in regards to, you would choose the appropriate section and put your feedback in there. Again, keep in mind you're talking to real people, so be civil. Use appropriate descriptive words words, and try and give as much information as you can, not only to what the problem is, but what you were doing before the problem. So how did you encounter it uh, and why you think it's a problem, as well as if you do have some constructive feedback, how you think they can fix the problem. 
I think part of the issue is that because people can complain loudly on Twitter and Facebook, they do. And if they don't get a response, they think nobody's listening. If you want to be sure that someone's listening, this is the official way to provide appropriate feedback. Of course, you can still talk to people on Twitter and you can still talk to people in the Facebook groups and things like that. Being civil is the right way about things. That's the bottom line. That's all. Nice and simple. All right. Advanced topic. All right. This one's a bit of an interesting one this week. So first off, sorry console folks, this one is more directed towards the PC peeps. Secondly, it's not so much an advanced topic or even a beginner topic. This is a special kind of tech topic. topic. So we all know Warframe can pretty much run on a toaster, but have you ever wanted to know just how well it runs on your PC? Well, DE added in a stress test to Warframe that is accessible to everyone. Awesome, right? So just to go over some things quickly, a stress test is tools for players to measure memory leaks, and during this test, you, the player, are not present in the environment and instead spectate the spectacle at hand, and it is a spectacle indeed. So how do you access this stress test and make the most of it? Well, you start by logging into your account and opening the menu and going straight to options. From there, you select the HUD option and find the show FPS because you want this turned on. This will show you how much RAM the game coding is using. Next, close Warframe down and disable any overlays that are accessible in-game via like looking at stream, steam, or otherwise. Stream, steaming, and otherwise. Now we relaunch the game, but when logging in, you can type one of four options. First one is Grenier.outbreak, no spaces. Second one is corpus.outbreak. Third is crossfire. And fourth is hostile.takeover. And what these will do is they will kind of bring up a, a little bit of a battle arena thing where you watch in Grenier versus the Grenier Outbreak, it's the Grenier versus the Infested. Corpus Outbreak, Corpus versus the Infested. Crossfire, Grenier versus Corpus. And Hostile Takeover, the, the champions of Rathum versus the Corpus Index uh, champions. So you really get to see a spectacle. Now you can monitor the in-game RAM value and the comet size uh, for Warframe in Task Manager. Have it running for a fixed amount of time, preferably 30 minutes. And finally, you can compare memory values from the start. And that is how you use the Warframe stress test. Nice and simple. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know it existed. Not Neither did I until like two hours ago. <laughs> How'd you come across it? I was looking for something to talk about in this episode. <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you, Lucas. You You're things welcome. New. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a bunch of people out there that didn't know that existed. <laughs> Yay. Well, hopefully that helps someone. All right. So now we are up to the end or the closing out sections of the show. Where are we, Lucas? Community call out. Beautiful. We have no community call-outs this week. Wrong. Wrong. Ooh. Wrong. I asked you literally before the episode and you said no. I know, I know, but I only thought of this, like, just before we <laughs> reached this point. Pain in the bum. Go. Yep, yep. Okay, so, positivity episode deserves positivity thrown around like crazy. Mm, so, fair enough. this community call-out is a massive, massive cookie to the Cephalon Square community and our listeners. You guys are awesome. 
Keep up being awesome. We appreciate and love you all. Very good. And stay safe in these trying times. Indeed. Not only was that a community call out, it was a call out to the whole community. Yeah. Called out the community. (laughs) Nice. All right. Reviews update is easy because there are no reviews update. This is the first (gasps) episode, I think, since we started. Episode 91 is how long it took us to get to a point where we had no reviews to read out. I can't say I'm angry. I don't. I don't have to I'm read one today. Just <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, no, you don't wow. have to read one today because we don't have any to read. So, wow. if you've been thinking about dropping a review for Cephalon Squared, make sure you do it. If you're an Apple user, go to iTunes on your phone or wherever, and down the bottom, I think it is, there's a place where you can click how many stars you want to give the episode and write a review. Do it nice and quick. We'll. Read it out on next episode. If you're an Android user and you're not sure where to do it, probably the best place we've found is through CastBox, which is castbox.fm. Sign in, find Cephalon Squared, leave a comment there. Another really good one is a place called Podchaser. Podchaser, the reason I suggest using them to leave a review is because for every review that's left on their platform at the moment, they're donating 25 cents to charity. And there's plenty of people out there that need it at the moment. So all it takes is a couple of minutes of your time to write a review and someone out there is going to get some financial support from it as a result of, I think it's Podchaser. Yeah, Podchaser. Yeah, Podchaser. Podchaser. Yeah. Um, so yeah, write us a review. It will be read out in the future. At the moment, we're at 115 reviews. So thank you to everyone who has taken the time to review us. Wait, so have we read every single review? No. So the 115 refers to how many starred reviews there are, as well as... So some of those starred reviews didn't have a written review that went with them. Ah, Some of them did. So, yeah, probably more than... So 91 were written, the rest weren't. Yeah. Which is pretty good, really. Out of 115. Good job. All right. On to the next section of the show. Where are we, Lucas? Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a different Dr. Cephalon. This one comes to us from Tremanth. Tremanth. In Discord. Uh, It's an interesting question. It had a hell of a lot of responses, but I still thought it was a cool question to respond to on the show. So here we go. Sorry. Dear Dr. Cephalon, speculation question. Does the ability to buy arcanes from Little Duck that used to be available only at random from Eidolon hunts suggest anything to you about the importance of arcanes in the content moving forward? Don't get me wrong, I'm very excited about leveling up some and obtaining obtaining some new ones, but I can't help thinking that either they are trying to please the newer, more casual player or they're treating them as indispensable in new content. What do you think about that, Lucas? What are your thoughts? Hmm, that that is actually an interesting question. My thoughts on this is that instead of putting in a whole bunch of new rewards, it was probably an easier and better idea to recycle um, old existing rewards. Um, now the arcanes have kind of jumped from a few different positions of uh, availability in the past, starting of course with the trials that were removed and now sitting in not only the, um, Eidolons or Tridolons, uh, and, and this event. 
So I don't actually think that there is any real importance to Arcane's moving forward with upcoming content. I think it was more or less just a opportunity of significance. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think um, Wushi, who's, who's one of our longest tenured members in the Discord, uh, who also responded to that, she basically said yes. Uh, as as much as she did all the hard work of getting her arcanes from the Eidolons, she's happy that it's actually a lot easier for people to get them now through this event because they were just such a pain in the ass to get through the Eidolons. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely, I, I do think it's a lot be a lot better that they are available through the events. Um, don't get me wrong, but I don't see them as a, a truly important aspect of the game moving forward. No, I, I, I would I would put that differently. I would say they are a truly important aspect of the game, but they're supposed to be an important aspect of the game to everyone. And I think the problem is not enough people were actually finding they were getting access to them because they either just didn't do Eidolon hunts or back in the day they never did trials. And I think they used to be, Arcanes used to be something that was special and if you did trials you got them and it was an achievement but then when they added them into the game they wanted it to just be almost like a different kind of augment that everyone would have access to it just turns out that not everyone does eidolons and the system for eidolons is a bit of a pain in the ass with the whole day night cycle things like that so i think all they're doing is see that the Use of words that you've put there, trying to please the newer, more casual player, I think is probably the wrong way of saying that. Yes, that is what they're trying to do, but I think they're just trying to make it more accessible. It's not a case of pleasing the new players or... That's not that's not so much what I was trying to say. It was more... more no, 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 less, no, no, um, said that. Naughty Tremant. Naughty Tremant. <laughs> no, we love you, Tremant. We do. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a pleasing the casual player thing. I think it's just a case of giving those those casual players a way to actually do it. And the hard thing about balancing a game like this is what do you give the hardcore players? Yeah. I th- I, the problem that Warframe's got, or one of the problems Warframe's got, is they don't have an answer for that. Anyway, that's that's my answer. I think it's the same as what Lucas said in different words again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think Arcanes, neither of us think Arcanes are going to be an important part of the new war. They're just an important part of the game as it is, and more people need to have access to them. Yeah. That's all. It's a good good chance to, to spread the love and spread the Arcanes. Yeah. Friggin' good question, though, Tremant. Thank you. And saturate the Arcane platinum prices. <laughs> yeah, sucked in. <laughs> Absolutely, because Arcanes are hard to get from Eidolons. And you need to get 10 of the damn things to fully max them out. And now they've got more ranks. You need more. So. I think it's 21 you need now. 21 or 22. Shit. Somewhere around that. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> we need more ways to get them and a more guaranteed way of getting specific ones. So I'm all for it. Cool. Anything else you want to say about absolutely anything this week before we close it off, Lucas? Mm, there is one thing, but I'm thinking I'm going to leave it for another future episode because Ooh. it's a pretty big one. Ooh, Lucas mm. has got something interesting up his sleeves. Yes, exciting yes. Something, something I may even try and get in contact with uh, Digital Extremes about. Oh, mm. I think I know what you're talking about. Interesting. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That is the end of episode 91. Thank you to all of you who have listened thus far. 
but remember to hear all the way to the end or you'll miss Disco Box's sexy voice. If you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason, whether you just want to say hi, appreciate the show, whatever you want to say, you guys suck, your opinions are all wrong, all that kind of stuff, because it's clear that our opinions are wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just we just talk shit all the time. Exactly. Go to cephalonsquared at gmail.com. That's a good email address to use to get in contact with us, or head on over to cephalonsquared.com, which is our website, which gives you all the links. It's probably the easier way. Go there. If you'd like to support us, probably the best way at the moment, because times are tough, is just to listen to the show. Click like, click share spread the love, all that kind of stuff. But there are some people who are still finding it okay to help support us during this time, and they are our patrons on Patreon. Patreon's such a weird word. It is. Anyway, (laughs) we would, as always, love to say thank you to those good people. Yes. Thank you, Rathok. Thank you, Woe is Joe. Thank you, Jellybug1799. Thank you, Tsula. Thank you, Lord Frieson. Thanks, Danithan. Thank you, Knight Rider 8503. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thank you, Jackson 31. Thanks, Kintail. Thank you, Implosive MKV. Thanks, Dylan Braun. And thank you, Solarian. Excellent. And you may notice that we stopped that absolutely hilarious joke of singing the Witcher song, which we were singing to Danithan. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but it has played its... Uh, itself out so you can sigh a sigh of relief Danathan wipe the sweat from your brow because we won't be singing that to you anymore unless it's on stream just to surprise you and piss you off (laughs) (laughs) or you'll receive our CD our our, our single greatest hit greatest hits of Cephalon Squared in the mail (laughs) 10 hour song toss a coin to your Cephalon oh god All right, my name is Greg Newbigin. I am Mad Capsules in all of the places that I can squeeze myself into. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome. I love you guys. Not not much more to say. You guys rock. This is the absolute truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro, and his beautiful voice does deserve a love letter. No one's sending him to him, but that's all right. I'll send him one. Sad. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you to you for listening to yet another episode. Again, apologies for missing the Lorecast and the streams. We will get on top of it as soon as we can, but we will see you next week, hopefully for a dev stream episode. We'll see. Hopefully. Fingers Mm. crossed. (laughs) All right. We've been episode. We've been episode. We've been Cephalon Squared, and we always are. And we always, we continue English. Fuck it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret. There'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.